All right, come on in to grab a seat at the Reality Roundtable. I'm Max. And I'm a confused big guy. <laughs> and we are the Reality Rascals. All right, so episode seven of Survivor. It starts with kind of the aftermath of the huge shot in the dark results, which allowed every single person to vote for Caleb, but then found Caleb to be safe. They just kind of were just in shock, laughing about it, spending a lot of time just kind of in awe of what took place. Deservedly so. You had to talk about it. It's the first one that actually worked. And then one mistake they made, he said all 12 votes, which we know later there was only 11. They didn't figure that out yet, which Austin actually said, I believe. Yes, Austin was the one that brought that up, but he did it in the yeah. side camera, the yeah. diary room, I call it, from Big Brother Diary Room Session. Yeah. He, no one else, he didn't talk about it with anyone that we saw. I thought that was kind of interesting. He really got lucky. Because had they known, had it been a close vote, and they knew that someone didn't vote, he could have been outed. Yeah, nobody, I don't think anybody else picked up on it either. No, they definitely didn't talk about it. So many of them that they just assumed it was 12. Yes, I, I think it would be very easy to lose track of how many there were when there's when there's a large amount like that. Especially given what took place immediately afterwards. The first about 15 minutes or so of the episode is really just Caleb trying to do damage control. And you see early on that D wants Caleb out, and they show her going and talking to everyone and it seems like it's pretty universal that he is the one that everyone wants gone it would make the most sense we kind of went in there at the beginning saying that, that was what was going to happen that he was going to be the one gone they also did a good job of showing Dee's conversation with jake where the two of them were in agreement that caleb needs to go home and that plays a role later on in the episode and then caleb had a conversation which i found confusing with bruce didn't really understand what bruce was saying other than i'm going to give you some tough love and tell you that you got to do a better job caleb did not receive it well at all bruce has been unable to mend fences whether it's emily whether it is katura katura good job or it is caleb he, he just, once you wrong him, that is it. You are done. And that is eventually, I think, going to come to bite him in the butt. We see this episode that Kelly is already upset with that type of attitude. What did you think about Bruce's decision to have that conversation with Caleb and how he could have done it a little bit differently? I don't know. Bruce is becoming more and more, and more unlikable by, by the episode. The guy played for 14 hours, whatever whatever it was. Now he's annoying more people. His way or no way, or you're in a book of the dead if you don't like follow what he says. Katora was still mad at him for the fourth time, fifth time, whatever it is. There's no reasoning with Bruce. He has, once he decides something, that's it. And there is no way, he's always right, and there's no way to, or to change his mind. And I don't think that's going to serve him well for the rest of, of this, his time there on the island, which I don't think will be too much longer. No, I said his days are numbered, folks. After about the first 15 minutes or so, we go into the immunity. And I don't know about you, but for me, it felt like they just started with the immunity right off the bat. It was very early in the show, which is unusual for a 90-minute show. That's kind of early, so obviously we knew something was going to go down. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, too, was that there was something something coming that was going to make this a good episode. The immunity was okay. It's one that I, you know, I hate the endurance challenges. It's one we've seen before. Endurance challenges in general don't make for good TV. I do need more of like some kind of a temptation. I talked about that before. And it looks like we're going to get that in the next episode with the auction. But it does. Yeah, I do need something to kind of make it a little bit more interesting. Even something with a puzzle. I think where you can get a come from behind win, I think that makes it much better and more interesting. What were your thoughts on the immunity challenge? Like they said, it's an oldie but a goodie. They've used this many, many, many times. Jeff was saying on the podcast, he said they used to do, when they first brought that challenge out, whenever, I think he said Vanuatu, they started that. And he said they used tree trunks 
and he said they shaved it around. He said not everyone was the same, obviously. And then after that, they started going with telephone poles, putting the ridges in there. So he said next time they do that challenge, they're all going to be at the top. He actually said some people said they were afraid of heights. They asked if they could start lower. I guess it's higher than it looks. Did they say anything about how they get them on the poles? Because I'm assuming they don't climb up the poles because they're not going to climb up there and say, oh, scamper up those poles. Three, two, one. Okay. Clock yeah. starts now. Yeah. You have to assume that some people get up there faster than others. Obviously, that wouldn't be fair for some people to be holding on while the other people are still getting situated. Did they mention anything about how that works? Yeah, they use ladders. So do they have the Dream Teamers are underneath with the ladders. Yeah. They let them scamper up the ladder, I get situated, all, and then they pull them out. There's like 50 people there or something like that. So oh, they yeah. all, all come in. Yeah, he said they all just climb the ladder. And when they're all ready, they just take it away and then they then they start. Also, you know, I'm going to steal a page out of your book, obviously, because I know that, that we're on the same page here. They needed to show the elapsed time. You got to have the elapsed time in this one. I don't care I mean, if it's yeah. measured in seconds. They have to have it. Yeah. No, he, he did say later on after, I think it was when there was two people left. They said 17 minutes. Before. They said it on the episode or in the podcast? He said it on the episode. Usually yeah. they go it after a while, after a few people go and no one's coming off for a while. When there was two left, he did say, it didn't show this time on the bottom, but he said 17 minutes in. So it was probably okay. over by 20 minutes, I'm guessing, after that. Okay, yeah, I missed that. That's a good good catch. What was your opinion on dividing the tribe into two groups? They've done that before. doesn't surprise me. I feel like it's overdone. Yeah, again, like when they get to this stage, I like I like the bigger one big tribal because more action happens. I wasn't shocked, really. Yeah, I wasn't shocked. I think we come to expect it. It just feels tired. It feels like they're doing the same thing. At some point, about halfway through the season, they, they do the double elimination. So they got to do mm. that to catch up, I guess. I just need something else because you've got the same challenge. You've got the same way that they're split up. You've got the earn the merge. It just, to me, is all kind of, it just some of these things need to need to change a little. So Kelly ends up being the winner of the team that lost. She gets the individual immunity, but her tribe went to tribal first, which means that the person that's eliminated doesn't get to be on the jury, which I think was a huge shock to everyone because I'd assume that you make the merge, you figure you're on the jury, and it's like they just kind of took the rug out from underneath you. Uh, any thoughts on that? little twist uh, yeah no yeah. That was okay i no problem with that some something different i guess yeah. not not everything's guaranteed now so then that's good yeah that's true all right so then d1 for the winning team she was the final person so her team got a feast they get to go to the second tribal which means they will be part of the jury the person that's eliminated will be part of the jury and everyone going forward obviously that's eliminated will be part of the jury I did notice online a lot of people talking, or social media, a lot of people talking about her extremely large toe. They did mention that on the podcast. Yeah, because yeah, I didn't even remember the whole her, toe discussion until I saw it online. Called it the, the thumb toe. A little advantage, advantage D. That was kind of funny. I think what helped her really was her ability to stay calm. It was almost like she was doing yoga or something. Her eyes were closed. She was doing some deep belly breathing. She was focused, she said, on her family. I thought that that really was the key, but certainly everyone, wants, no pun intended, wants to point to the toe. Jeff even said, when they were talking about the history of that challenge, he said the guy who thought of the challenge, he watched these guys from Vanuatu climb trees for the coconuts. And he said they were just 30 feet in the air climbing and they just had their arms wrapped around it and then their legs wrapped around it like, like she did and just, you know, chopping the thing down, no safety net, no nothing, no harness. Wow. That's kind of where the, the guy got the idea for the, the challenge. So that was cool. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So the blue group gets sent to Lulu's Beach. Do we have any idea why it was Lulu's Beach? Are they using the other two beaches? Are they using one of the beaches for something else? Why did they go to Lulu's Beach? He said they decided to go back to the Lulu Beach because they didn't want to give them too many things. 
on the beach they were at. They wanted to make it a little harder for them. Okay. So all of their bags got left on their home beach, which we wouldn't have even known if it wasn't for Drew, who out of kind of nowhere is like, oh, I can't even use my safety without power. It seemed, it seemed a little fake to me, but his rationale for maybe using it, for considering using it, was something that we've seen in the past, right? He didn't want to anger anyone, and we've seen that before where you can just get up and leave so you don't have to vote. You would think at this point, you if you're going somewhere, take the bag with If you got the thing in your bag, I mean, if you think you're going to go to the challenge, bring it with you. Yeah, didn't we see someone in the recent past forget their bag or forget yeah. something and it bit them in the butt? Somebody had, idol in, had an idol in the bag or something. I Is that what it was? Yeah, I, I vaguely remember somebody doing that. I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, so the blue group, and I, I couldn't remember if we thought they were they did it or they actually did it or whatever, but yeah. Right. So they, the blue group seemed to have settled on Bruce going home. Like we said, he's annoying everyone. Everyone really wanted him gone except for Kelly. And Kelly, I think at this point, may be playing on a different level than everyone else. Yeah, I wanted to bring her up too because she, yeah. she finally came to the forefront So at seven episodes in now. Yes, so she was able to see the flawed logic in the idea or decision to get rid of Bruce. And then on top of that, because that's not unusual in this season, you can take Austin as an example. He's like, we shouldn't get this amulet. We should get the sandwich, right? So it's not uncommon. But what was uncommon was that she was able, she was able to change their minds and she did so without really upsetting anyone. She says, you know, her basic argument was we need him to protect us yep. if it becomes Bello versus Reba. Right. And they'll go after her, him first because everyone hates him. And no one wants him in the end, which they kept saying no one's going to want them sitting next to him at the end. Which the only thing I have to say about that is usually in the end you want someone that nobody likes. Right. Yeah. So that's what I was, that was weird because I mean, no one's going to vote for Bruce. So you might as well bring him on to the end. Right. So that's one of those things where if you don't get rid of him soon, he's going to be there for the duration. It does kind of feel like Bello versus Reba. No, for example, they are both working together. And so that is why they are like, it's not Bello versus Reba, but they're only working together if it means that they get rid of someone on the team that they don't want. Right. So like, they're like, we'll get, they don't say this ever, but they're like, you get rid of this guy. We'll get rid of this guy. And so the tribes are kind of working you know, uh, separate, but together. And so the, the Bruce's, the Jays, the Sifu's, those people that they're getting rid of, they're con they're fine with that because those are people that they don't want anymore. But they seem to prefer this instead of splitting, which is what I guess what they usually do. And that's what she means by Reba versus Bella. They right. split. And the Reba people vote for one person, the Bella root for and go for another. And they try to find a fracture in the other tribe that they can flip. And we're, we aren't getting those split votes at Tribal yet, what you would expect if it was Reba versus Bellow. But uh, but both tribes have had people eliminated. So it isn't like they've completely thrown out old tribal alliances and you've got fractions from one tribe working with fractions of another and then a third group. It's it's really is still split. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Good point. Okay, so in the end, you know, they didn't go with Bruce. They decided to go with Sifu, which kind of surprised me. Um, you know, I wasn't surprised by the time the survivors got done discussing who they wanted to get rid of, and then certainly not tribal. But I never would have guessed going into this episode that he was the one that was going to go home. He seemed as safe as anyone else in the tribe. When Sifu said he thought he might be going home, I was kind of like, why, why is he saying that? Didn't really make a lot of sense to me at the time. No one, I hadn't even heard anyone say his name other than when they were in the the smaller groups and they need, you know, his tribe need to get rid of someone. Obviously, I missed some of that. What were you thinking when he said, my time's almost up? I wasn't shocked. When they brought him up the first time, was it two weeks ago? The guy didn't do anything wrong. They seemed like a nice guy and they they liked him, but he's the one that, you know, wound up going home. Yeah. Yeah, so then we see Kelly and Kendra discussing Bruce 
and talking about why they've got to keep him. And this is, you know, Kelly telling Kendra, basically, this isn't going to work. We're not going to do it and convincing her. And Kendra almost immediately from what we saw, sees the logic in Kelly's argument to keep him. So Kelly then asks, well, who do you think we should go for? And Kendra's like, well, uh, seems like everyone will be okay with getting out Sifu. And, and that's when it kind of, that's when I started to say, okay, well, you know, obviously there's more here than I've seen. And I, I know I've said in the past that Sifu was annoying me, like, you know, with a lot of his fake guitar playing and the samurai stuff, et cetera. But it didn't, like you said, it didn't seem like anyone else really had a big problem with it. I wouldn't vote him out based on that. But what would have really annoyed me was the fake idol story, then the actual fake idol he made, then the fact that he went around telling everybody about his fake idol, which he said was a real idol. And then, of course, the uh, horrible attempt to create a spy shack getting caught. Uh, but but do you think that his, that his tribe members even knew about that? Because I didn't think they knew about any of that stuff, really, other than the fact that they caught him in the, the that fake shack, which I'm not even sure was 100% a real thing. He didn't really tell anybody about the idol, did he? The fake idol he had? No. Yeah, not that I'm aware of. Yeah, so it all seemed to be under wrap. If they knew about it, they never talked about it for sure. But all of that would have made him extremely unpredictable, and they'd have to get rid of him at that point. I would have liked, you know, if they knew about it, I hope that we saw that they knew about it. On the other half of the tribe, it seemed very much like Caleb was going to go home. I presume he would have gone home even if it was one big large tribal, yep. because that's what they talked about in the beginning. What do you think would have happened if it had been one large tribal? I don't think it would have been unanimous like last time, but I think he probably still would have gone home. I think Jake obviously wanted to work with him. I found it interesting, though, with Caleb, when Emily threw him under the bus halfway through the episode when they're on the beach. I'm going to wash my hands of Caleb and basically threw, threw him to the trash. I got to remove myself from him and work with these other people after he's the one who felt bad for her after the first episode, befriended her, and then voted against him you know, last week, You know, which I thought was weird. I think it's just self-preservation with Emily, but I do think that she needs to pick very wisely this next vote yeah. with who she's going to align with because if she does not align with the group that's in the majority it, she's a very easy person to send home either she's someone that both fractions of the tribe the Bello and reba people can all get behind because she's not either of them because you know she's the one they can cut loose because she's at the bottom of the group it felt a lot to me this is where it kind of felt like it was Reba versus Bello, even if that's not really what happened. The example I want to give is D wanting Caleb gone because he called her out. And I suspect she would have wanted him gone even if he didn't call her out. But uh, but that's what she said, right? That was her excuse for wanting him out. And then Jake found himself kind of in the middle for some reason. I don't understand that. Do you understand why he was the one that was in the middle? Is it because most of his allies were in the other half of the tribe? I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, I wasn't sure on that either. Maybe it's just kind of a vibe that he's giving off, like he's a flip-flopper or that he's not aligned with anyone. I don't know. That's what he said. He wanted to make a big move. And that's when they did the little fast forward. They called the crime scene investigation of the actual tribal that did take place. Jeff was actually saying he was watching that the episode weeks ago. He didn't see the whole thing, like, you know, when they put it together. He was sitting there when they ran that scene, like in the black and white of, of Jake's plan and how it was going to go. And they were showing the votes. He said he, he jumped off the couch. He spilled his coffee all over his MacBook. I can't believe you put this in here. He's like, what the heck happened? My mind is blown. That's the actual tribal that was at the end. It's the guy who does it, who edits. He said he's been waiting to do something like that. He had that in mind. You know, for three years, he said, and then the guy just put it in there. I was thinking it was something from a previous tribal that I missed. And then I'm like, wait, no. And then I, uh, to be honest, I forgot about it in, until after the episode was over. It was funny because they had, because the way he was saying it, he's like, oh, we're going to go to tribal. 
me, Katura, and, and Caleb are going to vote this way. The other three are going to vote that way. And then they started showing votes. They only showed the first two. I thought that Jake did a great job of going there and listening to what everyone said. And then, but he was clearly like, because he said it, you know, yeah. I'm not going to do what they tell me to do. I'm going to do what I want. I thought that was great. Yeah, that was a good move on his part. So certainly he, he wants to play the game that he wants to play if he's going to go out. And that's something we see commonly, you know, maybe not often enough, but we do see that in, in Survivor where they don't want to just float through. And the plan I thought was pretty elaborate plan to get Julie out. And yeah. I'll just kind of go over it. So he was going to force, he was going to force rocks. And at that point he felt he could convince Austin right. to go with them because he felt like Austin was playing scared. And I wonder if he said that because he didn't want people to know they were kind of close because I thought they were working together to get out Jay the week before. And then he tried to fight, fight to save Caleb for a little while. And he doesn't seem like someone that's scared. So I thought that maybe that was kind of what he was thinking without saying it. I was going to ask what you thought because I couldn't figure out why he said he was scared. Yeah, that's kind of the best explanation because I actually went back and watched a couple of the different episodes. And that's kind of the best I could come up with. We'll see if they continue to work together, even if it's just in small amounts. But Austin definitely all tight with D. So maybe maybe I'm misunderstanding it. But the only person they really need to convince at this point for their plan to work was Katura because everyone was uh, was a surefire vote to their side. And then, like you said, we got to see who they voted for. So right. it wasn't a surprise. And she really wanted to keep Caleb last week. Okay, this is a slam dunk for Caleb. At that point, she was like one of the only people. She even was going against Bruce and her own tribe to try to keep him. So Austin, for some reason this week, as I said before, was was helping D, and he was really tight with D. And uh, just any ideas why he decided not to keep Caleb this week? Yeah, I'm not sure why. Then Katura was, she got pissed because when she found out that Bruce found the uh, idol under the tent and then she figured out she was the only one who didn't know. Then she called out Jake for the rings and he said that was fake, that he lost the ring. They both told her separately. I think if it weren't for her and Bruce not getting along and the fact that everyone just kind of blindly followed Bruce for no reason when that took place, that she would have known or found out anyways about it because she's the only one that didn't. So that was definitely odd for me. And I could see why she was upset. It seems like she was the odd man out in that scenario, even though it didn't make any sense. And I guess she decided she just couldn't trust them anymore and wasn't going to give them a second chance to, to leave her out. As far as Austin goes, the best I can come up with was that Austin similarly um, saw which direction this was heading looked at the numbers, looked at the people that he felt had a better shot of surviving and who he wanted to work with. And it's like, all right, now's the time to kind of jump ship because that's kind of what it seems like at this point. And I think the fact that, you know, especially in Bellow, Bruce's, Bruce's tribe's case, it's easy because they keep saying we're not the old tribes anymore. We need to, we need to separate. And they're both pretty astute players. Yep. She votes to eliminate Caleb, Katora does. Um, Caleb goes home in another landslide. It's a smaller landslide, but a landslide nonetheless, because there are just less people to, to vote him out. I guess this is the beauty of these smaller groups. You don't need to persuade a lot of people to vote someone out, right. but I do love that back and forth that happens with the larger tribes. what do you think of Jake after they vote him out and there was two votes for Julie? Did you, what do you think when he's, oh, Julie, it was me. Came right out and said it. No mystery, like right away. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll explain later. She's <laughs> like, go after yourself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he's going to get out of that one, to be honest. Yeah. It's either going to be a slam dunk where every week until he's gone and whoever is with him, aligned with him, is gone. Um, but I think it could make for an interesting if he's able to kind of save himself and align himself with some new people. But it's going to be difficult to come back from that, I would think. Yeah, that was just weird the way he said it, though. Very weird. It was like almost as though... He didn't have a plan, and he's like, okay, honesty, honesty, honesty. Usually you wait till they walk back. That's when usually people admit stuff. It's like the kid that's caught, 
And he's like, yep, I did it. Just have mercy on me. I did it. <laughs> right. And then Caleb was just staring at Katura. Yeah. And just he wanted to say something. And I wish he had because it would have been interesting to see where his head was at in that moment. He thought for sure he was at least get to draw rocks. Right. Camera stayed on him for a while. I think the camera thought he was going to say something. And then he's yeah. like, all right, guys, good playing. Which it was like he was he he was letting his brain process what he wanted to say, yeah. and but not actually vocalize it. I thought that was pretty cool. How he was just in such shock. I don't know that we've seen anyone that fought like that right. and and did such a good job of coming from the brink of extinction. He he really should have been gone several times, right. and it would have been cool to see him. But I do bet he comes back. Don't you think he comes back? Yeah, yeah, if they ever go back that way, I mean, from according to Jeff, they're just doing all new players for now. He did say give kudos to the scouting department, whoever found Caleb. He said he, they loved him, great player, great guy, good social player. That's one thing that I found kind of ironic was he had said when he had that painful conversation with Bruce, he had said that Bruce played Survivor for like 14 hours. Why do I have to sit here and listen to him and his advice? He was right. Which I, which I, thought, was, uh, I thought was pretty cool because then here he is, a guy that's, probably going to cut to come back and he's going to be in almost the same exact situation as Bruce was except for one huge fact which didn't matter this season but that is that he will have actually have real life experience real survivor life experience right. where Bruce didn't but everyone just assumed that Bruce did because he was here it'll be cool to see Caleb in that situation because he's such a better social player and Bruce was damned if still is damned if he does damned if he doesn't because they're like well he came before so he has a little and then they're like well he was only here for 14 hours and now obviously his own personality is taken over and it's pissed people off one more thing about Caleb so another thing that was kind of upsetting to me now that Caleb's journey is over is that Caleb wasn't able to work with Bruce and that's totally on Bruce but when they were first joined they seemed to hit it off immediately which was a upset Katora if you remember and then Bruce identified him as a threat. And instead of saying, this guy's good, I'm going to take him with me, like we've seen in the past, he's like, let's just cut him loose right away, which yeah. I thought was interesting. And the only thing I can think of, and this speaks more to Bruce's personality, is that Bruce was like, this guy wants to be a leader, and I'm the leader. It was like two lions. One last thing about Sifu, which kind of starts circling inside my head while we were discussing this, is that he didn't really have any friends. Even in his own smaller tribe, it was the women, yeah. and he was totally on the outside. So I guess it makes a little bit of sense that he was that he was sent home more than sense than I originally thought. Yeah. This season, it seems like it's unintentionally highlighting the importance of social relationships. You got Caleb, you got Sifu, you got Jay, even Sean to a certain degree because his whole tribe was gone. He had nobody. Yeah. Uh, it just seems so much more glaring than in years past that the the social relationships yeah. are are very important. Yeah, yeah, he, he really didn't have anybody close with him at all. No. All right, so that does it for this week. Best of luck to the survivors and anyone that, that's in a pool like we are. I'm the big guy. And I'm Mags. And we're out of here. Hey.